Hello, this is Aubin Palmer and welcome to Everyday Thriving Business Success for Women. Listen to this podcast if you're ready to step into your full power as a woman running a business and stop using the models you've seen the men use. I want to help you learn how to go with the flow, use your intuition, and not hustle to create the business you want and thrive. Let's go. Hello, here I am again, Aubin, ready to talk with you and help you keep creating that successful business. I hope you're having a great week and I can't believe summer is almost coming to an end, but this is such a fun time of year of transition, moving back into the school year. And this is a great time for you to look at your business, what's working, what you wanna keep doing. And I thought a great thing to help you with that today would to have another guest on my podcast whose story I just love and really helps demonstrate just doing what you want, creating what you want, and not letting life tell you what you can do, telling life what you want. And her story is just so inspiring. So this is Caitlin Burge. Say hey, Caitlin. Hey. She's awesome. <laughs> she, um, we actually met each other through her mom. I served a mission in Ohio, Cincinnati, and her mom was there and we became really close. And then when I became a business coach years later, her mom stayed in touch with me and told her daughter, Caitlin, about me and we've connected and worked together a little bit. And when I met her and learned her story, I was so inspired and just wanted to share this with you because yeah, I'll just let her tell you her story because there's just so much that we're gonna talk about today that's gonna show you that you really can do whatever you want to create a business. So tell us who you are, Caitlin. (laughs) All right, so I am Caitlin as Aubin explained. Um, So I am a wife, I'm a mom. I've got a new little baby, he's almost seven months old. We also have a 16 or 17 year old, almost 17 year old. Uh, My husband likes to joke that I ruined his retirement, told him he just should have met me earlier. (laughs) (laughs) No big deal, Um, but we are super busy people. We both have full-time jobs and we're raising these kids and we both, like to be active and try to take care of ourselves um, and still find time for us and for our friends. And between all that, um, we're really, really into all kinds of different things. We do Tough Mudders together. So if you see any posts about Tough Mudders, that's one of our favorite things to do. I don't even know what that is. What is Tough Mudder? So a Tough (laughs) Mudder is this obstacle course. Um, They are 10 miles um, and it's got about 25 to 30 obstacles, depending on which course you're in. Um, there's like stuff with ice water, there's stuff with electroshock. There's, it's basically face your fears. Um, but the thing that really drew us to Tough Mudder was the community of people that are there. Their stories are incredible and so inspiring and everyone there is so positive. Um, so it just keeps us coming back. Oh my gosh. That does not surprise me at all that you do that too. Cause that (laughs) sounds just like you and what she kind of didn't give full disclosure of there is that she was a CEO in her corporate job and she's recently repositioned, got a new job that's less demanding so that she can start her own business as a coach and be the CEO again, but in a different way. So tell us a little bit more about that story of being a CEO, deciding to get a different role at the business so that you could start your own business as a coach. Absolutely. So growing up, I knew I always wanted to be a mom and a wife. Um, and then as I moved through my my life and I was in college, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, I really couldn't decide on anything in particular. I knew I wanted to help people, but I wasn't quite sure 
what that looked like. Um, so I ended up getting just a general business degree. Um, and I found a company where I could start working from the bottom. And I worked my way up and got promoted really quickly. Um, ended up being the CEO about a year and a half later and ran that company I guess it's been about five and a half years now. <laughs> wow. Um, it's, it's a big job. It's a lot to do, a lot to manage. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was just very, very demanding and had a lot of evening requirements and a lot of on-call requirements. Um, and I didn't feel like it really allowed me to um, fulfill my purpose as a mom and to really um, do all the things that I wanted to do. Um, I was also kind of capped in the sense where I couldn't go any higher um, I mm-hmm. couldn't make all of decisions, all of the decisions for the business I wanted to make. And I really had to answer to the owner and follow what he truly wanted to do, which is okay. It's his business. Um, but I got a little bit to feeling stuck. Um, so I was talking to my husband about this. This is all on maternity leave, um, <laughs> trying to figure out what we wanted to do moving forward, what the next steps were. Um, and things just kind of got to a breaking point. Won't go into full disclosure details, but things kind of got to a breaking point with that job. Um, and I happened to be asking around for references from some of my former coworkers and friends while I was starting to look for a new position. You know, one of my friends offered a director of operations position at her company. Um, so I talked to her about it. It's fully remote and I was able to work just seven to five four days a week remotely and be with my family. So I could really focus on what I wanted to, which is number one, being a wife and a mom, um, but also starting a coaching business. So I figured I coached Beachbody for a while. Um, I really enjoy the health aspect, but I think what really captured me about my personal journey and what really made all the difference, um, both in mine and the people I've helped is the mental shift that we've created. And I wanted to find a way to share that. Um, and I wanted to do it in a way that I didn't have, you know, boundaries and rules about how I could or couldn't share it and what I could do for people. Um, so I found a life coaching, uh, class, I guess, or course I could take. Um, and I've taken that and opened my coaching business. And now I am working on growing that into a full-time income. So, yeah, this is so inspiring. And I didn't realize you shifted companies. I thought you had gone to a different position in the same company. So that's totally different. (laughs) Yeah. So that makes sense of how you had to like switch companies. And I just love this perspective though, of you having been a CEO in a corporate world, job and then here in the entrepreneur world being the CEO of your own business and that just brings the biggest question for you of what's the biggest difference I mean I heard some differences you were telling your story but I want to just say what would you say is the biggest difference between being the CEO with the owner still telling you what to do and being the CEO of your own business I think the biggest difference for me is and to put it like tactfully running it the way that I felt like it should be run um and being able to work with clients who I want to work with, not just having to like kind of play nice with ones that you weren't a fan of. Um, But also being able to, with this industry in particular, make a true impact and make a difference. In the previous industry, we were managing HOAs and that's all fine and dandy. They're awesome for house values, but in my view, they don't really contribute to a wonderful society and happy, fulfilled people, um, coaching and running my own business. I'm really, truly 
making an impact in people's lives. I've had several clients tell me this week, I'm looking forward to these calls. Like you're really, really helping me to change things and improve things. And I appreciate it. And it's been wonderful to hear that and to be able to really do that for them. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I think what I heard in there standing out is one of the biggest things that you have the power to do with entrepreneurship is to feel so fulfilled and that you're giving service to people and getting to choose how you do that. And that you can kind of do that in a corporate job, but it's a lot harder because there's always someone above you telling you how to do it, what you have to do, what the demands are. And when you're in the full leadership as the CEO, as an entrepreneur, you have the full power to do what you want to do, who you want to do it for, how you want to do it, just so much power. And I feel like a lot of times when I'm working with people, they, they know that in the beginning, but as they get into the thick of it, they almost start outsourcing again and saying like, well, how do I do it? What am I supposed to do? Tell me how to make this work. And it's, I like to remind people, this is your power. Don't give it away. Like, yes, learn strategies and ideas from other people, but stay the CEO. You make the decisions. You keep that power because you, that's, this is the only place you get it. So much power is as the entrepreneurial CEO. So as you're in this stage, Caitlin, of still having a corporate job and running your business, what do you feel like the biggest thing that you're realizing is of why you really want to do this business of coaching full-time? Because you kind of mentioned you're wanting to get to that point. Yeah, absolutely. I think, so there's, there's kind of a twofold reason for that. One is the the flexibility of the time and the flexibility of finances. Um, because when you're your own CEO, you get to pick your hours. You can decide how many clients you work with um, and how much money you end up earning and making. Um, and that's a huge, huge thing for your own family and for your life where you get to have that control. You don't have to go ask for a raise every year or beg and plead for good benefits. Like you get to make that decision. Um, I think the other benefit is just, I'm a better person when I'm doing something that I feel is fulfilling instead of draining. I feel like I have more to give to Mm -hmm. my family and friends and those around me when I'm doing something that is positive and impactful. Um, and I think I actually went into coaching because I needed coaching myself on some topics. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think that's what gets us all started is we like read the personal development and listen to these podcasts and like, wow, I could apply that. And then we do, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And I want to teach someone else how to do it. And that's kind of, you kind of jump into it that way. Right. Yeah. That's my story too, for sure. And (laughs) I love what you're saying of just this freedom that, being an entrepreneur brings and people talk about that so much that I just want that freedom. And sometimes people think that they have to wait until it's their only job to have that freedom. But I want to point out that you did decide to keep your corporate job as you started this business. And there's lots of opinions on that. There's no right answer, but that's actually what I advise is too, as a coach for people when they're starting their business, because it puts so much pressure on your business. If you quit your job completely, if you're dependent on that income, it makes it really hard. So how have you decided to really manage both and make it feel like you're doing the right thing right now for your business by still keeping this job? Um, A lot of it comes down to scheduling. So I'm very type A and I think doesn't matter what kind of personality type you have, you have to be very aware of like what your hours are that you're going to be working on your business and what hours you're going to be working on 
your work or your family, whatever else you have on your plate. Um, and that's actually what I focus on a lot with my coaching, with my clients, not necessarily how to run a business, but you know, what are your four or five roles that are the most important to you in your life? And what does being successful in those roles look like for you? And how can we fit that into your days or your weeks so that you feel like you're really like checking off the boxes, which sounds terrible, I guess, but make sure you're actually hitting all the marks that you want to hit. Um, so I go through every week and I'm like, here's how this is going to flow. I've got to fit all these appointments in and here's when I can, I can work and I work in pockets of time to make it work and just kind of sacrificed a little bit of sleep for it, but I'm enjoying it. And yeah, it's like a really fun alarm in the morning and gets me out of bed most days. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so powerful. And I think a great way to think of this is that you are working this corporate job still so that you can make this business work. It's, it's making it possible for your creativity and you be open to run this business because if people say no on a consult call, you don't make it mean anything like, oh my gosh, we're not going to pay our bills today. It gives you that space to really have the money you need and then create and grow in this business. And I think that's so smart the way you're doing it so that you can just be your best self and enjoy it. And um, I love what you said of like, you own your time and make it work so that you don't feel energy taken away from you by working this other job still. It's almost like part of building your business is still still have this job to fund it and to make it possible. So as you've been starting this coaching business and are still working at the other job and still have kids and are doing it all, what is the biggest thing you've noticed that comes up for you that's difficult and that you're having to like face and say, this is how I'm going to make this all work? Um, to be really super blunt and honest, my husband and I are really struggling to like make the time for us. Mm. Um, that was a really tough conversation we had earlier today is like, okay, I feel like, you know, all these things are priorities, but we're getting pushed to the back seat. And how do we ensure that we don't lose sight of our marriage because our marriage is the rock of everything and the basis of how all of this came about. Yeah. So I think you just have to be ready to have that really open and difficult conversation and say, you know, maybe this is the phase of life where we're not going to get a date night every single week. Maybe it's once every other week or something. Um, but here's how we're going to make sure that we still see each other and spend time together, like quality time together every day, not scroll on our phones together for five minutes, but like, let's right. sit and really have a conversation and, and reconnect so that you have that support system. Cause if you don't have that base of support, um, if you're in a relationship, if not, you can be your own support system and have some friends. Yeah. Um, but if you're in a relationship, it can be really, really tough. And it's just a lot of talking about it and working through the changes because it's a big change for everybody. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love that you point that out because sometimes, especially as a mom, you can make it, okay, I got to make sure I make time for my kids and I'm going to make time for my business and I'll even take care of myself. But I like to separate my spouse from my kids in the family category because then I make sure I'm doing things with my spouse and I'm doing things with my kids for my kids because like you said, it can be easy for the marriage to get put on the back burner and it's the foundation of it. it. You support each other and it helps so much. So I agree hundred percent there. As you've been building your business also, what have you felt like has been the hardest part of starting your own business that's different than working in a corporate job? Um, I've always been kind of like business-minded, I guess, since I yeah. graduated from college and I went to school for that. Um, I'm really good at organizing and process. So that's not the tough part. The tough part for me, I think, is when I see this huge vision of what 
I can do and what I want to do with my business, I have to remember to like scale it back and like start from the beginning, like work backward. Okay. What's the step to get here? And then backwards and backwards and backwards. And then we have to figure out, okay, these are the steps I have to take consistently to get to this big vision and dream goal. Um, it's just so easy when you are a visual, you know, visionary or dreamer and you're like, yes, yes. All these things. Yes. And then you try to take on too much and you get overwhelmed and it's a whole thing. So that's the toughest part. Is yeah. That's, that's a really good point. And I think <laughs> that's so common for people because entrepreneurship is very visionary. You're, you have that vision or you wouldn't even start. And so being, seeing that vision and wanting it is so important to always have there, but then you have to come back to the present and say, what am I doing today to get there? And, and stay in that same joy and excitement you have thinking of the vision, but using that to motivate you for the little steps you're going to take today that will get you closer to it. And that, yes, that's just so important for people. And it, I love, I love when I talk with clients and help them really see that they are closer than they think, because sometimes we get so caught up in the vision and you say, oh my gosh, I'm not there yet. Is it ever going to happen? I'm, it's almost, you have the vision when you start and then it can kind of get fuzzy as you're working towards it and don't believe in it anymore, but seeing it there and keep working for it is beautiful. I love how you said that. And it's just so empowering to see that you can go from a CEO in a big corporate business to your own CEO and still make it all work and just shift it and just be in charge of your life that way. What would you say was the hardest part of deciding to step down and shift to this running your own business? Um, I think it was convincing my husband mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it was okay for me to switch roles because it was a pay cut to switch roles. Um, and we weren't quite sure how to make it work. Um, we figured it out, of course, but it was really scary. Um, I'm, I'm the visionary and the dreamer and he's, he works in finances and investments. And so he's very stair stepper and this is what we got to do first. And then this, and then this, and then eventually you can jump. And I be honest, totally was like, you know what, there are some things going on with my current position that I am not like morally comfortable with. It doesn't sit right with me. I got to jump and I got to do it now or else I'm never going to do it. And I didn't want to be stuck, you know, five or 10 years from now saying, what if, um, mm -hmm. so we kind of made the jump and then made it work. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is the big question, but have you regretted it at all of doing it and moving forward this way? Not at all. I feel so good. I, I remember with my other corporate job when I was the CEO, I was constantly stressed and I was constantly frustrated and I would get the Sunday scaries like we all call them and just, <laughs> I really don't want to have to work tomorrow. I just, I know there's going to be chaos and discussions that we don't want to have. And even some arguments with team members because we're having a huge transition issue right now with software. It was just, it was nuts. I was always not in a good mood when I got off of work. Um, and I didn't like that. And we work from home but I didn't like that. I couldn't leave work in the office of our house. And then it was traveling through everything else. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I don't regret it at all. Cause now I'm so much less stressed. It's like, Hey, these hours are, you know, director of ops hours. These hours are my coaching hours. And these are my family hours. And we're doing much better at not letting things, you know, mix and intertwine. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things I see entrepreneurs struggle with is that letting their work mind kind of seep into their time they're going to be with their family and and then feeling guilty and not feeling present and not sure 
how to separate it. So what have you found that helps you really, I love how you're saying you do that. How do you separate your mind and presence for those hours to be in the different areas? Um, so a lot of it is just having a designated workspace. Um, I'm in my bedroom at the moment for the podcast because <laughs> a little quieter here right now. Um, but we have an office and for the most part, when I'm working, I'm in the office um, or I'm sitting in like a chair somewhere that's not comfortable kind of by myself. I'm zoned out. And then when I take those things off, I, I close down all the apps. I, I literally step away. Um, a lot of times it's moving over to cook dinner or some movement or just having a conversation. I just have to take those 15 or 20 minutes to really reset and come out of it. Kind of like you do when you come home from driving in a traffic jam, you're like, okay, I need, I need like 10 minutes to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you just got to take the time and like really consciously be aware of it and then turn it off. And something I'm learning to do is just leave my phone away. Like not even social media, just like leave it away when it's family time. So husband will tell you I need some work, but (laughs) (laughs) there's no perfect, but you, it sounds like you've made a very conscious decision and that's what I love to teach as well. And I love to label it like this is mom time. This is work time. This is personal time. And by giving it that label, it helps my mind remember to narrow in and focus on that because our minds can go wild and we can say, I'm here with my family, but I'm not with my family at all. Right. And so that then I'll catch myself like, wait, I'm here with my kids, but I'm I don't even have my phone with me, but I'm thinking about, oh, what could I post? What could I talk to this new client about? What I'm like, oh, wait, brain, thank you. This is mom time. We're going to close that tab in my brain and come back to what I've scheduled this for. And it just helps to be more conscious because when we just let our mind go with wherever it wants, it it can think about the randomest things. And so by just saying, these are my priorities. These are the things I want to give my time to. That really helps you to have that balanced and fulfilled life you're wanting even as you're doing as much as Caitlin is. And I love that she's saying she's less stressed now, even though she's working a full-time job and running her own business and a mom and married, like she has a lot. Some people would say, oh my gosh, you have too much. That would be so stressful. But listening to her say that it's less stressful is just so beautiful to hear because stress is optional. Stress doesn't come with what you're doing. Stress comes with what you're thinking, making it mean, and then creating the stress with it. And I love how she set it up to say, I have this job to provide for my family. I'm starting this business because this is what I want to do. And I'm going to show up and still be with my family. It's just all so beautiful how you're making it work and just such an (laughs) inspiring story. Is there anything else you would like to share with everyone listening before we end? Um, I think my big tip too, just as far as like separating things is sometimes I'll think of things I need to do or like a post idea, like you're talking about or with kids. If I take literally 10 seconds and I just write it as a note in my phone, then I can set it down and I forget about it. I don't like forget about it when I'm trying to remember it later. It's right. It's, yeah. It's out of your brain. Your brain doesn't stew on it. So I think that, and then just be willing to make adjustments because you're never going to have perfect days. There's going to be days when you get everything done. And there's going to be days when it just goes totally sideways and you have to give yourself that grace and just say, Hey, it's okay. Here's, I think where things went sideways and here's how I can, you know, adjust for that moving forward and just be okay with that. It's, it's hard to do, but learn to be okay with that and a piece of that. Yes. I love this so much. And Caitlin, like she said, is starting a coaching business. So tell everyone where they can follow you or contact you if they're interested in learning more from you. Absolutely. So I have an Instagram page. It is the hashtag is at Flossom Sauce Coaching. So Flossom, F-L-A-W-S-O-M-E. 
because we all have flaws, but we're amazing. Uh, <laughs> so floss and sauce coaching. Um, and there is a link in my bio. I'm currently offering one-on-one coaching as well as a community membership. Um, the one-on-one is if you want to work with me, just you and me going through whatever it is you've got going on. If you want to help redefine your roles or there are certain skills you want to develop, that's where you would go for that. If you just kind of want a group of moms who are trying to be their best while managing the chaos that is motherhood and wifehood in life, um, the group membership is for you. We do a monthly mom social on Zoom, a monthly group workout. We do a monthly coaching session where I jump on and talk to you and give you some advice and tips on um, whatever topic the majority of the group wants to talk about for the month. Um, And we also do a monthly in-person activity if you're local so you can get together with us and get out of the house and bring the family and just have a good day out. So That's awesome. That's I'm glad you have so much opportunities to help people and it will be wonderful. So yeah, go follow Caitlin. Look at her bio if you're interested. And I hope everyone that's listening has really felt that if you want to run your own business, it's 100% possible. And like Caitlin, you can make adjustments in your current job. You can make adjustments with your family, work with them to make it possible, but it can actually be less stressful. And that's the biggest thing I love taking away from today is that you create the life you want and that's then it works. And then you're not stressed. You're not too busy. People tell me all the time, why aren't you so stressed how busy you are? And I'm like, because I don't call myself busy. I call myself full. My days are full with the things I want to do, the things I love, and then I'm not stressed. And just like you, Caitlin, that's that's just made it so fun and easy almost just to grow and have a business because it's just what I want to do and I make it fit into my life. So I hope this inspires all of you listening to see that you don't have to be stressed. You can make it work. It is working and you can enjoy it every day. All right. Thank you, Caitlin, for coming today. And we will see all of you next week. Have a good week. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much for listening today. And if this episode has helped you at all, all I ask is that you share it with somebody or leave a review. Doing these little things can change people's lives and it makes a big impact on how many people are able to hear what I am teaching and help us all thrive as women in business. All right, I will see you next week.